after further reveal. What's going on everyone? After further review, episode 27, and this is a special one for us, all the members of After Further Review, and that's because myself, Ben, and Chase are all in person. Benny's basement, you already know the man cave for this episode. Chase, shout out to you for coming up. We're going golfing tomorrow. Great to have everyone in the, in the same room for the show, finally. Yeah, I love having you guys here, and it's cool to finally do this live and all in person, so I'm excited for this one. Yeah, so much better. I'm really happy to be here with you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super. And we got we got a list of things we want to go through today. Oh, yeah. Tons of stuff. Touch on the MLB and you know who's no-no from last week. Basketball Hall of Fame just happened this weekend, so definitely want to touch on that, as well as a random news segment we will preview called the Raw Dog segment. We'll get to that later. And some current events with Benjamin. So, yeah, let's start right in. Boys, let's get after it. You know, coming right up, we had the NBA Hall of Fame. Um, and, you know, I saw D. Wade's speech, got kind of emotional with his dad, you know, said they're they're there, got in the Hall of Fame. But some other guys, you know, made it as well. Pretty uh, stacked class. Oh, yeah. And I can just run through the list right here. Obviously, the notables, Pal Gasol, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, Greg Popovich, Jim, Jim Valvano, Dwayne Wade, and then some other names, too. You know, Jeannie Bess, Becky Hammond, David Hickson, Gary Blair. I mean, not as well known, but the NBA Hall of Fame is cool because it adds everyone. It even has the 1976 U.S. Women's Olympic team, which I don't really know much about that team. But the NBA Hall of Fame, anyone's welcome in the basketball world. And I know Ben says it's a little easier to get into. but It is, but... It's still, it's still noteworthy. But, yeah, I mean, the big four, like I said, Ben said Dwayne Wade, but Pau Gasol, Dirk Nowitzki, and Tony Parker. And I also listened, first off, Dwayne Wade was so good, and I think he got shattered a little bit with those LeBron teams, but he was also on the team in 2006 that won it with Shaq and basically played his entire career with Miami. I know he had a stint on the Bulls at the end and a, maybe a mini stint with LeBron on the Cavs, but he was so good, and I feel like he's underrated for just... He had that money pump fake fadeaway shot, and he was a big mid-range guy when the three ball was coming into play, and he dominated, so... Where is the Hall of Fame for basketball? Does it's in know? Massachusetts, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, is it... It's not Nate, it's... Um, oh, it's... it's um. Springfield. Yeah, yep, you're right, yeah. Springfield, <clears throat> Massachusetts. Okay. That was bad we didn't know that at the spot. But the craziest thing to me about this is, I mean, you think of the NBA, and Dwayne Wade even touched on it in his speech when he had Allen Iverson sitting with him about how Allen Iverson changed a lot of players that didn't always have the capability to maybe make it in other areas or aspects of their life. They could turn to basketball, and they, they could make something out of it. And that was really cool alone. But what we do see in today's NBA that we kind of forget about is the is that there's a lot of foreign players that have great success. And I feel like this is the first class where we're seeing it. These are guys we grew up in. Prior to like the late 90s, early 2000s, there wasn't a lot of foreign, foreign players who would make it in the NBA. But you got Pau Gasol from Spain, Dirk Nowitzki from Germany, and Tony Parker who... He was actually raised in France. I found out he was born in Belgium. I mm. forgot about that. Okay. But these are three guys that we watched dominate the league 
win championships, and just pure first ballot Hall of Famers. There's no question that all these guys are on it. And this is just the start. The fact that the, you know, out of U.S. players have, they're like, I mean, besides Dwayne Wade, they're who's highlighting this draft class. And that's something I think we're going to continue to see moving forward even more so. No, I agree. Especially because the game, like the global impact of it, like all the major stars now are almost not American. Like in a way, like the top of the elite, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you still have, like, your KD, LeBron, Steph Curry. Like, there's plenty of U.S. players that dominate. And it's easier to scout, right? We watched um, the movie Hustle where it's a lot different ball game mm-hmm. trying to scout players from out of here. But Greg Popovich, who's also in this class, he was one of the first. Him and those Spurs teams dominated. I mean, just Tony Parker was a big one. Manu Ginobili, you know, they even yeah. got other guys, Boris DL, like, Players like him, some of, the, some of the best team yeah. basketball, just like yeah. playing as a unit, just like ideal, yeah. ideal basketball. And they were able to have that success with players from all over the world, yeah. not just the country. And so the fact that Greg Popovich is still coaching, by the way, yeah. and he's now in the Hall of Fame, that's how old he is. And he just got a brand new seven foot center from France. So yeah. keeping that international trend going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, that's the biggest thing with him as I would say Greg Popovich is like a trend center. They dominated that area. They dominated. They were like the first team to incorporate the corner three, dominated that. I mean, guys like uh, Marco Bellinelli, yeah. another foreign player who just dominated on the Spurs teams because he was able to just pop those corner threes. Just, I mean, the fact that him and Tony Parker went in together is pretty cool. If you watched Tony Parker highlights, you probably wouldn't think he's a Hall of Famer, but those Spurs teams, he was like him, Tim Duncan, and Ginobili were like the heart of those teams. And the fact that he was the point guard for, I think, four, at least four of their championships. They won a total of five, right? They had 99, 03, 05, 07, and then the 2014 one was with Kawhi. Which Parker might have been on that one too, yeah. So yeah, four championship sure. teams. Okay. But yeah, I Parker's one of those players to me that he was on a winning team, so he was good. But he's also if he was on a like he reminds me of like a Mike Conley. So you don't think he's a Hall of Famer? I think he is because of the teams he was on and the part he played on those teams. But I don't think like if you just looked at his stats, I don't think he is. Would you relate him to, like, a Draymond Green, who I don't think should be in, but will get in? Yeah, it's a good comparison. Tony Parker's much easier to like, though, too, and not be... But, yeah, but Tony Parker ran that offense. That's a difference. Like, he he was such a big part of that team. I just don't... He never put the the stats up, but he was... You could always count on him for a big shot, too, so... Yeah. I'm okay that he's in. It's just interesting. I wonder who his similarity scores are are compared to with on yeah. uh, his basketball page. We'll have to look at that. We'll look at that after. I'm yeah. curious now. <clears throat> yeah. Question off of that, just right off the bat, where would you guys have Dirk in your all-time list? Like top 10, top 20? Would he I'd say top, top 30? 20. Top 20. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that he did outside because he – he changed the game a lot of ways too because I feel like not only was he a star foreign player, but he was one of the first big guys who could shoot. And Dirk, Dirk's <laughs> leg pop shot with the rainbow jumper was, I mean, it was a 
a shot for the ages. Like, mm. no one mirrors it. He only could do it. You couldn't block it, and he would be automatic with it. And so to follow you up, Ben, I'm probably putting him in my top 15. I don't think he cracks the top 10. Just, yeah. But I'm gonna go top fifteen. Yeah, I was gonna put him ten to fifteen. I think he, the, I mean, I think he's a little bit underrated. Just the way he carried it, like there's not many guys that single handedly can carry a basketball team the way he did, and that's got to that bumps him up a few places for me. Yeah, he, he first off, like, he made no their... second star. Like mm-hmm. there are not like I don't even think LeBron could. I don't know. That just it's insane. That's a crazy thing to me. Single handedly made that franchise relevant. Him, Mark Cuban loved him, and he played in Dallas his whole career. And if you look at their championship roster in 2011, everyone will probably be like, "Oh, what? What do you mean you had like a big five? But no, everyone on that team was either really young or really old. Mm-hmm. And I'll have Stack guy pull up that roster real quick. He was the core of that 2011 team too. And I mean, it's hard when you're a one guy trying to carry a franchise to win more than one, which is why I think Luca could go that route too. If he stays in Dallas his whole life, they'll probably get one. Yeah. But it's hard to, you know, run him back without, like, a core group of dudes. But he did in 2011 when you had the Spurs dynasty going with Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and Ginobili, and LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. And that 2010-2011 team just running mm. down the list. Some notables like J.J. Barea, Corey Brewer, Karan Butler, Tyson Chandler. Oof. But then bigger names, Jason Kidd. Bigger name, Sean Marion, bigger name. Just players like that. Peja Stojakovic. <laughs> Jason Terry. Jason big, Terry. Big shots. Yeah, so you look at the list and you're probably like, oh, no wonder they won the championship, but it's like, no. I mean, Jason Kidd was also at the end of his career. Oh, by far. he That was, I think it might have been his last stop. If yeah. you just showed me this roster and <laughs> had me guess how many wins they would have, I would say maybe 40. <laughs> Based off this roster right now. Yeah, if, uh, but and they won the championship. Yeah, 57-25. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I feel like this is an underrated. I said Dwayne Wade was underrated. Dirk definitely is. And it's Pal- weird to Pal- say. Gasol is. It's weird to say when they're all, like, considered all-time greats. But, like, yeah. And they yeah. all played. Like, it's crazy. At the same time, they were all doing their thing yeah. and making a name for themselves standing out. Like, it's crazy how many people we just had in the last 20 years play. Like, the moments now that we hold them up upon. Yeah. Yeah. It almost seemed like guys stayed healthier longer, which is weird just because I think of guys from, like, the 90s, like T-Mac. Someone like Tracy McGrady, who if he stayed healthy, he would have been, like, an all-time yeah. great, but didn't. Um, or even, like, Brandon Roy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. These, these players, if they weren't able to stay on the court, they didn't have enough. You can say that about everyone, but a so. bunch of point guards over the last five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's a weird class, but all much deserving players. Real quick, right now, is Derek Nowitzki higher on your list than Kevin Garnett? Yes. Chase? Mm, no, but not by much. Like five spots, maybe. All right, Ben, I'm going to circle back to you. Okay. Derek Nowitzki or Kevin Durant? That's. That's tough. But see, the fact that you're thinking about it this long. That's tough because just because Durant's not done yet. Durant is is a like there's nobody like Durant either who's played basketball. Like the things that he can do at his size and the way he shoots the ball is just he's one of a kind too. But he's never been he has not proven to be a the guy on a team where he yeah. can carry a team yeah. by himself. He can't 
he hasn't been able to do that, so that's why I'm so hesitant. Like, skill-wise, I feel like Durant is better than Dirk. But oh, yeah. overall basketball, I don't know. That's Dirk, a good question. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> like yeah, if Dirk put... doesn't have the pure athleticism <clears throat> that a lot of NBA players do, which makes his run even more impressive. Right. But, yeah, he's not a freak. Like, one-on-one, KD's going to destroy him. Yeah. But, but it, like, if you put KD on that team, I don't think they would win. Like, yeah. if you swapped out KD for NBT, even if, like, did not to go back on it, but if, like, you put Garnett Agreed. on that team, I don't think they would win. Does Dirk have MVP? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe he has one. Okay. Get Stack Guy on that real quick. All right, Stack Guy just came back, and, yes, he does have an MVP 2006-2007, and four years later when they won the championship, he won finals MVP two, carrying that squad like we talked about. And pulling up his numbers right now for that MVP season just to see what he did. Did you see the whole question? So why didn't Kobe win MVP in 2006? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> the top five, though. Oh, yeah, he finished first. Buff yeah. Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, LeBron James, T-Mac, Chris Bosh, also on the list. Well, there's Baron Davis and Tony Parker and Carmelo tied for 15th. Oh. What are his stats? Ben? Dirks? Yeah. 24.6 points per game. 8.9 rebounds. Shot over 40% from three. Over 90% free throw. 50-40-90 yeah. club. Yeah. Steve um, Nash, 0.899 yeah. free throw percentage. And just remember for all, all you kids out there, this was an era where scoring, this was the lowest scoring ever was in the NBA during this era. Kobe with 31.6. Damn, Gilbert Arenas was almost at 30 points. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn, Carmelo was only 22. Yeah, him and LeBron, both 22. And Bosh. Oh, yeah, I guess because they were all the same draft class. Yeah. yeah. On, the, uh, on the MVP from uh, going from NBA, we're going to switch to a different league here. We have not touched on it much at all, at all before. Yeah, and so because we have never touched on this, what we're about to dive into, this is the first time we're diving into this, and for that... We are starting a brand new segment we're calling the Raw Dog Segment. All Natty looking at this sport at the same time all at once trying to figure out what the heck's going on. But I know these rosters are loaded and yep, that's for the big three rosters what I'm talking about. Alright, so first team here we got the three-headed monsters. And real quick, for those of you who don't know, the big three started probably four or five years ago. I know Allen Iverson helped start that league as well. But there's a lot of players. If we dive into these rosters, and we'll jump, we'll jump team by team real quick because there's not that many teams and the rosters yeah. are tiny. But there's a lot of players you guys are about to see. Because I was watching this one day, not really knowing what was going on, but there's a lot of players you recognize. Yeah, Rashard Lewis right off the bat for the, the Monsters. He was on the Magic for a while. He was a decent decent player. Yeah, NBA championship, and they said 16 seasons in the NBA. I mean, scrolling down, Reggie Evans, he was a big ground-and-pound guy. Probably not a good big three-player, I would guess, because he can't really do much besides <laughs> pound you in there with his left hand. But nonetheless, he's on the three-headed Monsters. All right, next squad, what we got? We got Three's Company. Who? Oh, Right off the bat, Mario <laughs> Chalmers. Two championships. He was the starting point guard on the Miami Heat teams. Yeah, I did not realize he's from Anchorage, Alaska, by the that's way. That's a trivia. <laughs> that was, that's oh, a, that's a good trivia that's question. That's a great trivia. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Yo. 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 I told you, bro. So, Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley from the China teams. I told you guys that I'm telling you. Hollis Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this team loaded? This is the most loaded team ever. Alright, well, hold on, guys. Hold on. So we got Hollis Thompson. Tony Allen, bro, I and not... Michael Beasley with Mario Chalmers. I mean, that team's got to be doing work saying. right now. He, this is almost like the talent on this is probably minor. What's the level. futures for Three's Company? I'm knocking it. In. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you right now, you get a squad of the big three to play a G League team, and they might win. The aliens. All right, let's look at the aliens. Let's see what they got going on. <laughs> Who we got? Who we got? I I don't I don't know. Do do Sam Balut. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gee, Why is, like a little I feel like it's and, a little messed up that the aliens team is just all foreign. Yeah, all right, they're literally team. all aliens. All right, let's, let's see the ball hogs. Let's see the ball hogs who we got. Oh, there's oh, a Barbosa. Barbosa. Brazilian blur. Landry Barbosa. Jeff Harris. Jeff Harris. I, I low-key remember him. Jody Meeks. Jody Meeks. Oh. Him. Former Sixer. Former Sixer. Oh, Rick, Rick Barry is the coach of that squad. Wow. And a lot of the coaches are former NBA players as well. Struggle. Gerald Green. Oh, yeah. Dunk contest champion. <laughs> Corey, Corey Brewer. Brewer. He looks old. Also had a Sixers stint recently. Oh, a lot of greens on this team. <laughs> Garland. Oh, Ryan Hollins. Okay, Ben. No one remembers Ryan Hollins. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the Sixers? Who's their Wasn't coach? He? Who's their coach? Gary Payton, the glove. Wasn't Ryan Hollins on the Sixers for a little while? No. You sure? No. Okay. Are the enemies. Oh, <laughs> Swaggy P. Nick Young. All right, we got Isaiah Austin, Elijah Stewart, Quincy Miller, and Jordan Crawford. Oh. With Gilbert Arenas as the coach. <laughs> this is, it's crazy that there's this. I feel like there's no, not much of a fan base for the big three, but the amount of names they have alone is keeping this league alive. Yeah, this is insane. It's insane. There's 12 teams. It's more than I thought. Or the Ghost Ballers. The Ghost yeah. Ballers? Who's on the Ghost Ballers? All right. Not much there. Jonathan Simmons. Oh, he played on the Sixers a little bit. Is that John Simmons? No, it was Jonathan. Yeah, also on the Spurs. He, was he on the Magic too? Yeah, yeah. John's. Yeah. Is that the same guy, though? Yeah. No, yeah, no. I thought he played longer in the NBA. No, Jonathan Simmons. Is <laughs> 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 I think you're thinking about something else. I think John Simmons. No, I don't know. Okay. George Gervin. George Gervin. All right, not much there. We'll go to the killer threes. Yeah, just keep diving through these. Yeah. Do we got anybody? If we see anyone notable, we'll definitely By call the them way, out. Charles, Charles Oakley. Oakley. Is the, coach, so. <laughs> the coaches are some notable guys. The coaches should make their own team. Yeah, seriously. Bro. <laughs> Dude is balling out at 70 years old right now. <laughs> Cutino Mobley. There's some team. Royce, Royce White. White. Yo. What? <laughs> I can't believe he's playing basketball again. I gotta see what his stats are. <laughs> Mark down Royce Wright. Royce White. We'll circle back to him. Dude, he we actually talked about Yo, him on the podcast. About him a few times. Yeah, he was a guy that was just he had like He wouldn't travel. Yeah, he wouldn't travel like on a plane. Yeah. Oh my god. But he was so talented. The Sixers traded for him at one Well, we got point. a first uh, girl coach. Nancy Lieberman. Hall of Fame. I don't I'm not familiar with that. She's probably a WNBA. She's probably a WNBA um. The Tri-State. Jason Richardson. Oh, that... He's probably pretty good. He's not too far off. No, he's, he definitely dominates. 
That's what I'm saying. Some of these teams. Oh, Dr. Dr. J. J. Yeah, you gotta love it. All right, last two here. Got the trilogy. Amir Johnson. Oh, Amir yeah. Johnson. That's yeah, a yeah, name. He's, he's definitely a terrible. <laughs> oh, Steven, Steven Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> Damn, they got some good coaches, though. That's for sure. Joe Johnson. Joe, oh, ISO Joe. He is a ISO Joe. You know he's cooking. You know he cooks. Larry Sanders. Wasn't he on the Bucks? Oh, yeah, that's the guy that um Nick Young dunked over. Oh, Lisa Leslie. Oh, she's a she's like one of the best WNBA players of all time. Yeah, and we got to – I'm pretty sure you said there's 12 teams. The league, by the way, works halfway through the season. It, the bottom groups get relegated. Really? Not relegated, but they uh, just get eliminated from the league. <laughs> yeah, of course, Michael Beasley has the most points. <laughs> oh, a joke. Sorry, I went to the points per uh, game. Joe Johnson's still second. Ryan Carter. What is that three's a company team? Wasn't that the team that we thought was stacked? Damn, that's <laughs> three and four. <laughs> that was a brick. The triplets were six and two, and I don't think they had anyone good. No. Oh, they had Joe oh, Johnson. Oh, they had Joe Johnson. Literally, just course. their entire team is him. Yeah. The trilogy team is getting carried by just Steven Jackson coaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amir Johnson is a garbage big three player. There's no way he does anything. All right, well, I, yeah, that was fun. Just looking at those rosters. Definitely names I wouldn't have uh, thought. Yeah, big three still going on right now. The aliens are dead last. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know anyone on that team. That's the other problem. I feel like if you don't know anyone on the team, you know they're going to be bad. Yeah. Oh, Jody Mason's up there. Yeah, the game I watched, he was the player of the game, and they interviewed him afterwards. I'm oh, like, really? This is so weird. Oh, my gosh. If you would have told me, like, four years ago, I don't know, what season are they in, Ben? Can you find that real quick? Because if you would have told me, like, when this debuted, if it's going to make it, I'm saying no way. Yeah, I thought it was it's just been a one-off a minute. Thing. It was before COVID. And it's still trucking, and it still has a bunch of names. I feel like NBA players, if you if yeah. you still want to play basketball, this is, like, a good way to be – you're mm-hmm. still with all the players. I mean, and you don't have to do the conditioning yeah. to run up and down the court because it's only half court. It's like um, backyard basketball. If you miss, you just have to take it outside the three-point line. And they also have a four-point shot, too, which I didn't see many people take any of those. But Interesting. Founded in 2017. Wow. This league is thriving. Good for them. Got to pay some more attention to it. I know I might. Yeah. <laughs> I know now crazy? knowing the people. Yeah. Royce White, I saw averaging 11.3 points per game. So he's doing some stuff. All right. He's playing. He's playing. So that's good. But... Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the basketball segment. That was uh, fun, some fun stuff there. First yeah. ever raw dog. Hopefully, we do. Hopefully, we did well. I feel like we dove <laughs> yeah. through that. We just yeah. dove right in. That was fun. Yeah, yeah that, was, that fun. was fun. So as we uh, transition into basketball, we're getting right into baseball here. And first, I gotta ask you guys, Lorenzen, no, no, Chasey weren't super thrilled with the moves at the <laughs> deadline. But obviously, I mean, Lorenzen has been everything you guys could possibly ask for. Yeah, he's. Had a his first debut, eight innings, and now he just went with a no hitter. And I don't, I don't know, Ryan. Did you see the game at all? Yeah, Ben <laughs> and I were actually bowling at the time, and we caught. Oh the wow! But we weren't. We didn't realize it was a no no until there was one out in the ninth because we were just like uh, looking back and yeah, forward. the game yeah. was on, but we didn't. We just didn't know. We were yeah. like, we were like, oh, why is he still in there when there's a hundred? When he's throwing a. He was starting the ninth, I think, at 111 pitches. Yeah, because yeah. I, look, I looked we're it like, up. We're like, why would they have him come in when they're up 7 nothing? There's yeah. got to be something going on. Yep. Yeah, we're like, well, he has four walks, so it's not a perfect game. Yeah. But, uh, like, I joined it, I think, around the third or fourth inning. And at that point, his pitch count was pretty high. Like you said, he had a few walks. And 
it didn't really dawn on me the no hit things. Like he just kept getting a lot of contact, but it was fly balls. Like he had like fourteen or fifteen, I think, fly ball outs in that game. Wow. So like just that amount of contact, I think you get used to the fact of like, okay, one of those probably fell through, but they didn't, and then once it got up to like the seventh, eighth inning, you really started to feel it. And uh like his pitch count dropped and like he was getting through the innings efficiently after that, but Literally, to start the game, he did not go off on, you know, a dominant foot, I would say, to start. Yeah. I mean, when they first got him, I knew he he's probably better than Ranger Suarez. But, I mean, Tywan Walker is having a great we- year. And then, obviously, one and two are Nolan and Wheeler. So, I'm like, you're thinking about a guy in a rotation. You're like, okay, he might be able, like our fourth or fifth starter, help give innings for the bullpen to not have to pitch as much as they do. And I don't know what happened, but he came over and he just had this, like, probably just so excited to get off those Tigers teams that have been struggling. And he immediately, like you said, he had an eight-inning, two-run outing. Just That's a gem. In today's MLB, yeah, that's a gem. And he follows it up with a 124-pitch no-no. And, I mean, he was giving big credit to JT after the game. I know the defense, like you said, they had to do a lot mm-hmm. of work to help him out in the field. But that's just... It's insane to me. Like, I, I would never have guessed. And for, the Phillies have been around since the 1800s. It's the 14th no-hitter of all time. We've been in our generation, Chase. I think yeah. last time was Cole Hamels in 2015. We had a Roy Halladay no-no in the playoffs. And he also had a perfect game. And then Cliff Lee might have had one. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if he did or not. But anyways, no-hitters aren't easy. Mm-hmm. And it's been eight years of Phillies baseball. That's over a thousand games and we haven't had anyone pitch that and he just decides to go out and throw an insane performance i mean yeah yeah and it's crazy when i think of lorenz and i remember before the dh rule he was like <laughs> considered this like one of the best pitching hitters yeah. like he and he didn't really have a like he paid he played the outfield he didn't even just play he wasn't even just a pitcher he was a reliever like he was not known to be that great of a pitcher it's like his bat almost kept him around so to see how much he's evolved too is pretty pretty insane yeah yeah like and you you're saying he was a reliever and he's only been starting for a little over a year i think like he hasn't been actually been a starter and that was by far his most career pitches in an outing way over yeah i know they got him a he had an eight day arrest actually throwing christopher sanchez who got his first win of the year so he's one and three now (laughs) but yeah eight days of rest for him i did not realize he hasn't been a starter this long that's definitely got to be tired definitely worth yeah. the eight days off yeah and cra- pretty crazy fact about that um so i saw only four pitchers have played in the majors after attending fullerton union high school and now all four have thrown an mlb no hitter what the heck? so it's M- michael lorenzen walter johnson and then steve boosby and mike warren they're the only four players from that high school to get into the majors and all four of them have thrown no hitter that's insane. Mike Warren's only was in the league for two years and only had nine wins total. <laughs> one of them was one a, of them. a no-hitter. How many no-hitters all-time in the MLB? Because this is two oh, this year uh, now, right? Yeah. yeah. They this seem the like one, one or two happens a year. It does feel like that. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, perfect game, I know it's in the 20s. Yeah. Right? There have not even been 30 perfect games. No. 322. That is not that much. Yeah. Think of how many games are played in a year. 322 yeah, ever, and I'm, I would guess perfect games are like 25. So 
Michael Lorenzen joins a very small group of pitchers. The 2021 was the most and had nine in 2021. Whoa! That's crazy. Everyone probably, all the pitchers probably had rest yeah, from the short two, season. Two no-hitter, twi- two separate times have there been two no-hitters on the same day. That's ridiculous. Damn. But, okay, so it happens. And I know nowadays, the other thing we talk about, like Ben and I were like, if this was the Rays team, no way he stays in. Oh, yeah. Because of pitch count being so big. We've seen a bunch of, not a bunch, we've seen a couple team no hitters recently i think the angels had one or you like team shutouts mm-hmm. is a big deal how are the angels doing then i <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so pissed they should have sold dude i didn't know trout wasn't gonna play like this whole year freaking idiot yeah it's just well, sold not to interrupt you they just so, should have sold but no but real quick i don't there's no way lorenzen's gonna pitch how he's pitching consistently but the fact that he's still a new pretty fresh starter he could be more than a rental chase oh yeah i mean i think they'd be interested in keeping him around and i think his interaction with the fans so far has been so positive that he would want to stay that's yeah yeah. if you come in and throw a three inning eight run outing back-to-back times like eh. yeah maybe not if like it's not like how cinder guard came and he was like (laughs) okay this is literally just Let's put some wooden wheels on this car and see how far we get. Yeah. No, there's definitely some. And the I nice mean, thing about him is in the playoffs, you could use him as a reliever. Yeah, you know, or can, a starter. In high yeah. leverage situations, depending on, you know, the one and two obvious obvious guys and from there. Yeah, he's definitely been worth what they paid for him. So, for I sure. mean, he's definitely over, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think he would do any of this. I didn't think he was awful. I just didn't know how good he could be. But, yeah. I mean, he's. Definitely proved a lot of people and got his name out there. Great move. Great move. And, yeah, Phillies have not. No, this twin series, they had just lost. That was their first lost series in the month of August so far. But they're playing hot. And, I mean, they're in the wild card right now. And Lorenzen is already a big reason for two of the wins he's played in. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I don't have anything to talk about the Mets. They suck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to talk on uh, baseball-wise? I mean... No, I do know that... I don't know. I, we have to follow this up because they might have broken the streak. But I know the Orioles, when they were playing the Astros, they had like a consecutive, like a 75 consecutive streak of not losing a series. Oh, my god. But I don't know if they lost to the lost the series to the Astros. Wow. Which was their most recent, I think. Let's get stacked out on that real quick. But that's crazy how bad the Orioles have been, but they didn't lose that many series over that amount of time. Yeah, that's So they were a scrappy team. How many? You only play, what, like, I mean, like 50 series a year? So. Basically, the entire time they were awful, they weren't losing the series, though. (laughs) I will say, I did see a stat from a game the other day from the Mets that they're the only. MLB team in the modern era to collect seven hits and draw nine plus walks in a nine inning game and not score a single run. Oof, D. Well, the game you went you went to the Orioles Mets game when they lost two nothing, and I yeah. heard they got to the starter and got bases loaded but couldn't get anyone in. Yeah, they. Um, it was I think it was Pete who ran into a double play. But the other thing I wanted to touch on quick with baseball. Oh, real quick, real quick. Sorry to butt in, but they did lose that Astros series. So, yeah, so broken streak. But seventy some. I mean, yeah. I, I talk a lot of baseball with my grandpa, and his biggest thing is you win the series. Yeah. You win game one, then you just have to split the next two, 
and by the end of the year you'll be in the playoffs. It's like it's like it's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but the Orioles legitimately <laughs> winning seventy some series in a row is just insane. I just I wonder how their pitching is going to hold up in the playoffs, but we'll see. I think Adley's a big factor in those and how the pitching's doing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Adley catchers, bro. Oh my gosh. Like, like it's it'll be interesting whenever they do get away from. Like, ro- whenever they go robot umps or whatever, which I'm sure they're going to do, like, it'll be interesting to see how, like, there's so much emphasis on framing and, like, catchers just, like, taking, like, I don't, it'll be interesting to see how these games are played, like, yeah, how the catching position changes. But I, but I know that pitchers are kind of like quarterbacks in a way that when they pitch, it's like, if they win, it's because of them. If they lose, it's because of them type of deal. But catchers are – they might be the, the most important position in the, mm. ma- in the majors. I mean, just the fact what Adley's doing in Baltimore. Lorenzen gave all the credit to JT in his no-no. So, I mean, JT's been a big part to what the Phillies do. But every team, like, yeah. it's just crazy how much they get – like, the quarterbacks in the NFL – you don't even ever really talk about the linemen, but they're the whole reason whether they do good or – I mean, if you have protection – you have protection. Mm-hmm. You can do anything. So, but we'll yeah. see. And speaking of catchers, one thing I just wanted to point out, I talked about that guy, Ethan Salas, a while ago. Um, he's a Padres catcher who was super young and 16? started in spring training. Yeah. Well, he's 17 now. Oh, but, he's, oh he's getting up there. Um, <laughs> but he got promoted to high A at 17, and he is now the youngest ever. Top, he's a top five prospect in all of baseball on MLB Pipeline. Whoa. So he is now a top five prospect in high A at 17. And he hit like, I think he hit 285, 290 um, in single A and got promoted. So just the trajectory on that guy is just absurd. Like you're looking at a Juan Soto type debut at some point, I'm sure. Real quick, two questions. One, where is he from? No, he was signed as an international prospect for a bunch of money. Isn't there... I thought we talked about how like like a lot of times Japanese players don't come over right away. I didn't know if it was harder because the other thing I was going to ask There's is a different like, for they have international signing bonus, but it's it's not for it's like like Dominican Republic and Venezuela and like there's yeah. a signing structure. Like they sign guys all the time for like sixteen. Like yeah, it's like the reverse. Yeah, like they sign them. Like so Fernando young. Tatis. That's I mean Acuna. All those guys. It's the same. They didn't, they were not drafted. They were part of that. So my follow up. Oh, so they never even got drafted? No. No, they just signed no, them. I'm trying there's like all of, a lot of those guys. Um Yeah, mostly. You sign them before you, you don't Luis even Robert. Get, you don't even know what they are. Like you no. have an idea, but you have no idea. Yep. Wander Franco. Mm-hmm. So they don't even have to go through the draft. Nope. But it's I mean they're paying these guys like they're paying these sixteen year olds, like some of the top guys, like seven million dollar bonus on this sixteen year old that may or may not pan out. Yeah. Well, that's what was, my second question then was going to be, like, he was 16, now 17. Is he still in high school, or is he just, like, like, because isn't that sketchy yeah. to drop? I mean, I guess it just... I mean, he could have just got his GED, too. Like, I know a lot of people do that, like, a free, like, a year early, just get your GED, and then... Yeah, so Venezuela, $5.6 million bonus, which... What the heck? Dang. But that's, so that's what the top guys get, though. Like, the yeah. top international guys. I could literally retire at age seven. If I had that much money at age 17, I wouldn't have to work a day in my life. He's literally in high A and 10 years younger than us. 
How is he 17 and he just made $5.6 million and he's like four leagues down from the majors? But all the top top guys, that's how they get a lot. That's, I mean, there's a big emphasis on that. Yeah. How much money you see with like NFL and NBA contracts and how less popular baseball is nowadays, it's crazy how much money they still have. But that's a top guy. It's like. But Ben, that's like four leagues down. That's crazy. Yeah, but you're banking like <clears throat> then like the Braves that got Acuna like but all that's these just like insane. yeah, but that's the ri- it's a risk reward. That ceiling is so high and the floor is really low. It's crazy. You'll have guys that like don't come out of the DSL league, and you'll have guys that a balloon. Francisco Alvarez for the Mets. He, they signed him as a gigantic. He was a gigantic one at sixteen. I was gonna say though, in hockey, if you get paid five point six million, you're like a team star. You're, like, so that's you're like, like one of your top six players yeah. is making $5 million. Different money. So different. <laughs> that's crazy. If you're making $10 million, you're a superstar in the NHL. That's like Kane level money. Yeah. Dang. Crosby, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. There's, I, know, I know there's money in baseball, but I guess it's safer money too. Like NFL, like now the big thing is guaranteed money for quarterbacks mm-hmm. is being handed out, but – a lot more injuries can still happen, whereas baseball you have more security. But a 17-year-old dude from a different country, $5.6 million to play in your fourth best league is just yeah. – I'm mind-blown right now. Baseball might rival soccer in that, like, giving younger people so much money. That's true. At such a young age. Like, I think those yeah. two might be, like, the two you could compare. That was good. <clears throat> ben, I like that yeah. you keep touching on him. Keep bringing him up. I like that we're – AFR has been following him. We'll have to throw some stuff on our socials. Yeah. About yeah. Him too Doesn't because... have any cards, but they're going to be hell of expensive whenever they come out. I'll oh, tell yeah. you that. Because all those guys are always more expensive than the major leaguers. <laughs> That's how yeah. it works. But, so as, we, uh, as we're getting towards the end here, we're going to get into just a couple of just random topics. And I just want to get your guys' opinion on it. All right? So is, it, is, this a, is this a current events by Benjamin segment? Sure. All right. This stay, not all current events. Stay tuned for events that may or may not be current from Benjamin. All right, Ben, you're good. All right. I introduced it myself. No music needed. Instant reaction. Dr. J gave his top 10 players of all time in no order. And here they are. No order? No order. Top 10 players of all time by Dr. J. Bill Russell. Will wait, Chamberlain. wait, wait. Go one by one okay. and I'll agree or disagree. Bill Russell. Yes. Will Chamberlain. Yes. Oscar Robertson. Yes. Jerry West. West. Yes. Elgin Baylor. No. I don't, I don't know. Kareem. Yes. MJ. Yes. Magic. Yes. Carl Malone. No. Tiny Archibald. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, hold up. No, real quick. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Why did he just tag his own list so he could just put his own name on there? I don't know. Not even joking. I'm going to... I, just, I made my top ten. This is didn't this we is, make one? Yeah, but this is a few years ago. I bet you I'm matching at least seven of those. Tiny Archibald. I mean, you got sure. you gotta put LeBron. I no All right, 2019. What, 2019. I made this list. Okay. Are you ready? Ryan's top ten NBA players of all time, right here. From 2019. Is this in order? But you're gonna. Does this? Let me know if. Yeah, this is in. I'll go ten to first. Okay. But you let me know if these okay. players are on Doctor J's list and count them. Okay. Jerry West. Yes. Oscar Robertson. Yes. Larry Bird. No. I have him at eight hole. Tim Duncan. Nope. Nope. Magic. Yes. MJ. Yes. LeBron. No. 
Kareem. Yes. Bill. Yes. Will. Seven. Dang. Okay, Magic. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, Dr. J, I see you. Let's get together in some time and have some tea and talk about these seven great players we both have in our top ten. Yeah. He has nobody current. Nope. No one current. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a doctor. He probably also just dumped on a beat and then gave that list. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so another. The, one, the only one on there that really is bad that he doesn't have is LeBron. Yeah. That's really yeah. bad. I mean, again, you could think of whatever you want with LeBron, but at this point, that's why he can't. He's top yeah. ten. Yeah. Wait, real quick. I love that he doesn't have Kobe Bryant on that list. So overrated. Shaq's better than him. I. Said I can't it. believe I would have Shaq on my top ten personally. I know you do. <laughs> you don't. You. Well, he's, he's eleven for you, right? Like yeah, I 12. think he's like 11. <laughs> eleven or twelve. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And Dirk's in there too. All right. Well, LeBron. Speaking of him, he's entering his twenty-first NBA season now. And I just wanted to look at the most points per game by a player in their 21st season. All right. Okay. So we got number one, Vince Carter at 7.4 points per game. I think he can beat that. Dirk at 7.3. <laughs> and then third is Robert Parrish at 3.7. Holy oh, So LeBron's about to destroy this record. This so year. as this long is- as he goes over 7.4, he'll have the record for 21st season. This is why he has the most points of all time, by the way. Yes. Like, when you look at it like that, can you look at the last season's list? Players 20th? players who've entered their 20th season, how easy is that going to be to find that guy? It's probably now going to be LeBron number one. 30 points per game. Everyone else, like, 10. This seven. is like that NFL receiving stat over 40. Oh, yeah. It's like Jerry Rice and then nobody else. <laughs> it's Le- So Kobe's in second at 17.6 points per game. And, age and how many did LeBron? 27. Whoa. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Dirk at 12, Kareem at 10, and then after that, the next one's KG at 6. I will say, like, so KG and Dirk, they – well, no, because it turns their end of their careers, there was more points. That that 2000s era – I mean, the top 10 list, like, when you get to number 9, <laughs> is Parrish again at 3.9. Like, it just so, – yeah. So, LeBron's easily going to get 25 then this year. Yeah. Yeah, 27. Dude, I wonder, Robert Parrish is probably like um, Cal Ripken Jr., where he was probably out there playing every game and not producing anything <laughs> for his team. I mean, yeah. at least he was playing and not being Udonis Haslam and just being <laughs> on the straight bench. That's true. And just collecting minutes, no points. All right, well, you know, so the NBA, so a couple couple neat things there. Um, but one, uh, I wanted to see what you guys saw. So NFL, we kind of know – that running backs are kind of have a short life expectancy, right? Yes. But 2016 NFL leading rushers, none of the top 10, top nine, sorry, are with a team right now. Wait, so the top 10 leading rushers in the NFL, there's only one that's on a team right now? Does Melvin Gordon on a team? Did he find a team? He's with the Ravens. He's number 10, and yeah, so he's, he's the only one. You got number one at Zeke. Okay. LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette David the Blunt. <laughs> David Johnson. Oh. Okay. He's. Was he with the team? Wait, David Johnson? Is he with the team? I thought he was with the Texans. I think he has a team this. Oh, he yeah. Been a free agent. I think he's still a free agent. Probably. So you went Zeke, LeGarrette Blunt, David, David Johnson. Johnson. Who you got after that? David Johnson signed with the Saints practice squad team a day ago. That no, that doesn't count. Yeah. That's nothing. That he's not like so he's on the Saints. Cut in two weeks. Yeah. 
Um, DeMarco Murray, Todd Gurley, Lamar Miller, Frank Gore, Le'Veon Bell, and Jay Jai. Okay, Damn. on that list, though, Frank Gore, he was a very durable running back, and he was old at that point. Yeah. So that's that's okay. But, like, I would say, um, I don't know. Zeke's a big one. Zeke's that probably was his... going to get signed. Yeah, he'll get yeah. signed. Same with, like, Dalvin Cook. But it's just weird. It's just crazy that some of these running backs. Zeke's a big one. That was his rookie year. Um, oh, yeah, it went down the Le'Veon list. Le'Veon Bell. That's yeah. a big one for him. He was insanely good. And and I went down the list on guys who were kind of younger still that time. And, like, Carlos Hyde. Like, he was he had, like, two good years and was just out. <laughs> the problem, this is where it gets sketchy with the NFL, I think, is because it's almost like, because there's plenty of great running backs, but it's a brutal position. And I think the NFL, they they almost have it so that they burn these running backs out before it's time for a payday. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I know Derrick Henry and a lot of them are mad because guys like Tony Pollard and Saquon got franchise tagged. There's situations like the Le'Veon Bell one. Sorry, Ben, but that was the Jets that that four-year deal they gave him. Those are the reasons why they're not getting paydays. But I think I think that they're just as important as any other position. If you have a good running back, I mean, like everyone, a good wide receiver helps you win. Yeah. But if you have a good quarterback and a good running back, mm-hmm. you can win in the championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I agree, and I think it it's also a product of football. I mean, these guys that play four years of college and just get like they have lots of miles on them by the time they get to the NFL. Well, yeah, especially because you're right. In college, they really – if you have a good running back, like, like Saquon Gur- got, gave, gave Saquon the ball every time. Yeah. Like Gurley, too. I remember him. Mean, he was a workhorse in college. Yeah. So it just – yeah, it's almost like with pitchers, and too. Like, by the time they yeah. need Tommy John <laughs> first mm-hmm. year. And Derrick Henry was the only one that had not gotten injured, and the only reason he probably did was because they literally would give him, like, 35 touches a game. Well, and he's, a, he's different because he's – He's just so massive. Yeah. Like yeah. his body's not maybe taking the brunt that some of these other guys are. By so. the way, hate all you went on Jay Ajayi, but he helped the Eagles win a Super Bowl. So yeah, the Dolphins were like, him. the Dolphins were like, oh, we'll, we'll give you him for like a fourth round draft pick because he's shot, and then he literally helps us win. That's he's well, fine. It's Jordan Howard, I'd be issue with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't mind Jay Ajayi. Jordan Howard can come on this podcast and talk to me. <laughs> all right well last uh last stat here and this is going to be just kind of a mind hope you guys enjoy just a, a quick little kind of weird stats weird facts just to wrap us up all right so you guys ready roll them who since 2017 leads the marlins in home runs since 2017 since 2017 Hmm. Who's uh, had the most home runs in Mar for the Marlins in that time? I'm gonna period? guess Marcelo Zuna. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say an off the wall pig, but I'm gonna say Yelich. It is Giancarlo Stanton. Dang it! I was all right. Same it. line. Though. Yeah. We, yeah. Why didn't we either of us pick him? But Giancarlo Stanton, that was his own his last year as the Mar with the Marlins. Was that when he hit like he hit 59? Yeah, and that is the most home runs since 2017 at in a six year and now. Their span. Park isn't even that big. I mean, it's big, but it wasn't as big as it was. Yeah, I thought they shrunk it a little. Yeah, bit they shrunk too. it. And the top three are not on the team anymore. So the current active player who's still on the team is Jazz Chisholm with 45. He's got 14 more to go. 
my gosh. So that record's gonna stay intact this year. Yeah. Yeah. It just it was crazy because it's only his last season and How are the they Marlins winning? just don't like they got like Larissa Ryas and just yeah. like not guys who hit home runs. Oh, I saw that Arias is batting over four hundred at home. Really? Dude, I don't wh- we, we won't talk about it, but Freddie Freeman, dude, he has just turned oh, yeah. it on, and he has a chance to take the MVP from Acuna. Yeah. Just say that. That's insane. It's just crazy that the Braves can just get rid of Freeman and then have Matt Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Who just, also is just pumping it's out. Not fa- it shouldn't be even fair. Yeah. I hate the Braves. I yeah. hate the Braves. Screw the Braves. My God, I hate the Braves. Right. Well, I really hate the Braves. On that note, I think we all agree that we don't like the Braves. Yeah. So, hope you guys enjoy this podcast live here from the basement. It was a fun one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We got to get together more often. I think this was our most fluent one yet, and it was a lot of fun. Chase, thanks for making the trip up, and hopefully we can shoot under par tomorrow. That's the goal. That's the goal. Well, I'll let you guys know in the next podcast how we did. Don't forget to uh, look us up on Instagram, YouTube, all the uh, the social Spotify, and we'll, uh, yeah, next time. We'll see you guys soon.